Welcome to the All Financial Hour podcast with Steve All. Here with Steve All, I'm Jennifer Perry, and if you have some questions for us that you'd like us to address here on the podcast, we love hearing from you. You can always find us online and drop us that email through our website at yourmoneymattersstl.com. We're in the home stretch, Steve. Home stretch. I'm not yeah, talking about the, politi- the baseball playoffs. I'm talking about election season. Home stretch, okay? The, the, the political ads are almost <laughs> over. Is that what you're trying to yes, tell Yes, yes, finally. Oh. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh, I boy. wish they had to stop that like 48 hours at least before the election. But, that would be oh, nice. I'm so tired of the ads. It's the same ones over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Yes. And I think uh, <laughs> most of us have probably made up our minds by now. But, you know, at the same time, uh, this is part of our democratic process. This is what we do. And uh, so it's going to be nice to finally get the vote over. But are you an early voting type or do you wait till Election Day? I'm traditionalist. I, you know, my wife, when it first came out, she requested an absentee ballot. And I said, no, I said, I've gone to a poll and voted. I I still like the days when we used to pull the curtain. Mm -hmm. You You walked into a voting booth, pulled the curtain so nobody could see what you did. You know, and you voted. I I still like it that way, but I am lucky, I guess. I've never really had a long line mm-hmm. at our polling place. Oh, okay. I think the longest I've ever waited to vote was maybe 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, and you hear the people, I'm going, you're voting early and waiting for five hours to do it? Why don't you come on a different day? There's yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's just different. I, I did, My thing is, is everybody should vote. Mm-hmm. Remember those that died yes. to give us the right so everybody should vote. So get out and vote is the main thing. I, it's not up to me to tell you which way to go. Right. You know, there's. But I hope you make an educated decision. I guess that's my thing. I, I want voters to be at least educated on what they're voting for and who they're voting for. Yeah. But I, we are so divided right now. I mean, it's just I just pray that after this election's over, we can become Americans again. It would instead be nice. of Democrats and mm-hmm. Republicans. Yeah. You know, that we can try to look at this and say, what can we do for the betterment of this country? Not for my party, not for your party. And I think we are so divided right now. It's going to be difficult. And I don't care who wins. There are going to be people on each side of the fence that don't like it. And if we can keep them calm, I think that's what we're looking for. Because that's what we need in our country right now. A return to civility would be nice. So I thought we'd start the show this weekend, Steve, by actually going back to a time of more political civility. Actually, this week back in 1986, that's when President Ronald Reagan at the time signed a major tax reform bill into law. Among other things at the time, it lowered that top income tax rate from 50 percent to 28 percent. Now that we've come this far, we cannot. We will not allow tax reform to be undone with tax rate hikes. And I'll oppose with all my might any attempt to raise tax rates on the American people. And I hope that all here will join with me to make permanent the historic progress of tax reform. But like most things in Washington, Steve, we know that it was not permanent. Since then, Congress has raised the top rate to 37 percent. And it does look like more tax hikes could be on the way soon. So I'm guessing this might be a good time to consider actually getting together your tax strategy for retirement. Well, we are in historically low rates right now. And a lot of people will question, you know, why Ronald Reagan was so much for tax reform is they don't remember he came from the movies. Mm -hmm. And at that time, the top tax rate 
on income in excess of $200,000, which was a lot of money, was 94%. So he and other actors didn't do anything. It completely stifled productivity. Why would you do anything if all of it was going to go to the government? So that's why he was such an advocate against the higher taxes. It's because he had to pay them and he knew what it would do. But when we start to look at it today, you know, we are in historically low rates. I know nobody likes paying the amount of taxes that they're currently paying. But when you say we're in historically low rates, they go, no, we're not. And I said, you got to look at the charts. Yes, we are. Now could be a great time to look at Roth conversions. Would it make sense to go ahead and prepay the tax at a rate that you understand so that it grows tax-free for the rest of your life? Or would you just allow it to grow? Hopefully a lot, because that's what most people's goals with their you know, invested assets is to grow a lot mm-hmm. and then pay taxes on it in the future when you take it out. Or your heirs take it out at their rate, which most of us will agree that taxes will have to go up in the future. Right. The other thing that I think that people need to look at today is the savings in their 401ks. You know, it's always been defer, 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 defer. You're going to be in a lower tax bracket. And a lot of people are looking at it and go, I might not be in a lower tax bracket in retirement, especially if they increase taxes. Mm -hmm. That's why we look at people and say it might make more sense. Get the company match. Put enough in there to get the company match into your 401k. Why? Free money is free money. Nobody in my side of the industry can do that for you. And then put the other assets in different savings vehicles. Could we go into the Roth side of it so it's tax-free or move the money into what we call the life insurance retirement plan, where I actually pay a little bit more tax now so I don't have to pay it in the future because you're not saving the tax, you're just deferring it, Mm -hmm. and then take the difference between those two amounts and put it into the life insurance retirement plan that will grow tax-deferred, and when I want to take money out of it in the future... If I take it out properly, it's not taxed. Hmm. So we think that can be a very good strategy for most people as long as you're insurable. Okay. Can it be used? Yes. And I think there are ways that we can look at the current low tax rates and move forward because we're going to have to raise taxes. You can't have the deficit that we have this year. Over, they're predicting it'll be over $3.5 trillion. So we got to pay for it someday. I don't care which side of the aisle comes into the White House. We got to pay for that someday. Taxes will rise. Why don't we take advantage of them now? Thanks for listening to the All Financial Hour podcast. Catch the full show Saturday at 7 a.m. on the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Steve All is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The All Financial Group, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and the All Financial Hour podcast are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and, when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Insurance license in the state of Missouri. Insurance license number 8039738.